We just thank you, Lord. We give you all the honor and glory. Amen. All right. So welcome to the AV podcast, the phone edition. Um, I'm right here. Uh, I got Mario and Rose Limon is on the line. Amen. So uh, before we go any further, um, I just want a real, a real quick intro. Uh, this couple is, uh, you know, we, uh, I think I met them when I was 12 or 13 years old. And uh, I just seen them through the years, just being faithful, raising children, doing ministry. And uh, so tonight, <clears throat> what we're going to do is we're just going to dig in a little bit into their um, their story, their testimony, and how God has been graceful and faithful to them. So with no further ado, um, Rosen, uh, Mario and Rose Limon, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing real good, brother. Blessed, blessed. Blessed. Amen. So talk to us, man. Tell us uh, what's going on with you right there at the house. Uh, how uh, how is everything? You know, we're living in. Can this... I give a? Can I give a? This is this is part of it. This is the beginning of. Uh, this is just a little short blast that I want to thank uh, Jesus for His timing, mm. and His timing is very important in this situation because we want to say thank you to you, David. Because uh, you said yes. Okay. And you said yes. And in the church we go to at the Good Shepherd Family Bible Church, they sing a real good song. It says, yes, yes, yes. I'll say yes, Lord. And you, God is using you to make this possible, brother, so that he's glorified. And that's that's a that's a James 2.22 situation. Mm, come on. It says works is working with faith, and faith is working with works. That's what I like to say, and I want to tell you, thank you, brother. God bless you, man, a whole bunch of bunch of times. <laughs> Amen. And, Amen. And, 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 and this still this this is called the Romans eight twenty eight situation because oh come on, you know I, I, I'm not trying to put a whole bunch on on it, but I already stood up. You know what I'm saying? I already stood up, and this is how it is. Because people do love God, and those he who love Him, He loves them back. Come on. But my wife is nudging at me; she want to say something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> come on! You got to let the sister. So, so opposites attract. So she seems like she's like the more crazier one. She, you know, she pull a knife on you at Starbucks. You know, I, 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 you know what I'm saying. But go ahead, sister. Talk to us. Tell us how you doing. How you been? What's going on with you? Uh, you know, we've been pretty blessed. Um, we learned through the years. It's funny because uh, I don't think people will use this as their main scripture. But, you know, in Isaiah 43, uh, the Bible tells us that when we go through situations, when we go through the waters, we're not going to drown. We go through the fires, we're not going to smell like smoke. He says, because I'm the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and I'm always going to be there. And that's always kept me because people think just because you become a Christian that things are peaches and cream and everything's great. Mm. But, you know, we have our trials and tribulations just as the world does. But we got God on our side. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I mean, he's he's warning us we're going to go through things, you know, and I'd rather go whatever I'm going through with God on my side than with not God on my side. Come on, you preach. know, 
and, and God has been um, faithful to us. Times when we felt that maybe we were alone in a lot of situations, God has always been faithful and never left us. Uh, situations in our life where we don't understand and we were expected a different answer and a different outcome, but God's will be done. And, and you know, sometimes it's hard to accept it, but uh, one thing our pastor always says, don't ask why, ask what. Mm, come on. <laughs> what do you want me to learn from this? Where do you want me to go? What do you, what do you want? And I think uh, that, that it's been our walk for a lot of years and just serving him and, and, and loving on him and him loving on us back. I'm, 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 I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. Amen. So I'm going I'm to give you a little breakdown. Mario and Rose Limon, amen, been married 39 years, amen, uh, uh, got how many grand, how, I'm going to let you guys, so how many children you got? We have four adult children, our oldest is 39 and our youngest is 35, um, yeah, they're a year apart, <laughs> we have 10 grandchildren, uh, two grand dogs and I guess two adopted cat dog cats. <laughs> Amen. Can't forget the cats. So you can't forget the cats. You got kids. You guys both got kids in your thirties, but yet you guys are in your early twenties. So I don't really. The math don't seem right there. The math don't seem right. <laughs> but Amen. Uh, so go ahead. <laughs> I like that, brother. <laughs> amen. I'm, put, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on thick tonight. I'm gonna put it on real thick tonight. So amen. So as we uh, as we uh, you know uh, do do the phone interview, um, one of the things that I love to um, talk about, and 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 I remember having this conversation with you guys recently at a at a funeral, and uh, a lot of times um, we do ministry, and uh, we our motives are not always right, uh, our agenda is not always godly, you know. Anytime man touches what God is doing, we seem to always mess it up, you know. And I remember uh, having a conversation about the ministry you guys do, and we're going to talk about that a little later. But one of the things that, that that I tell people is it is amazing to see people that were there before you and they're still doing it now. You know, showing up to Good Shepherd at 12 or 13 years old, you know, seeing the Menchaca, seeing the Hernandezes and the Gamboas and, and, uh, and the Limones. There's like a thousand of you guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you got in a fight with one, you you in trouble. And just seeing a lot of people are not around, and no disrespect to anybody, but talk to us a little bit about how how you guys have been able to endure and persevere. You know, tw- you know, I met you when I was 12, 13 years old, and I'm 42. And so that's a good chunk of time for someone to still be around. Talk to us a little bit about... What what are some of the things that you've done, or how did you make it this far? Married, not divorced, you didn't, you know, uh, you know, not the typical Chicano family that mom lives over here, dad lives over here, dad's got five baby mamas, but you're still strong in the Lord. Like, talk to us a little bit about maybe both of you can give a, a short answer or long answer about that. Well, you know what I uh, I have found out going to church for a while, then. I was asked to go to go to the go do jail services. 
Mm-hmm. And I've never done no jail services. I only been in jail, but I have <laughs> never done no Christian services in there. But that's where I got saved in 1982. But I was still going to church and I seen something. And I seen that, that there was a lot of guys at that time doing ministry over their wives. And we have found this out, that God, because we we love him and he loves us, not only us, but everybody who loves him, he will set us up. You know, we were in there. I'm having a moment, brother. Amen. Come on. God is good. God is good. He's faithful. Yeah, he is. Amen. You know, we was in there Saturday. And we were supposed to do a particular floor, but it didn't work out that way. So Rose Lyman and I, we talked together and we said, let's go do the other floor. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work out there either. So we said, let's go do another floor. So it didn't work out either. So that was three floors that didn't work out. And we could have easily walked out and went home and went to church or went out to eat. But you know what we said? There's too many inmates. Mm, come on. The Lord showed us there's too many inmates. So we ended up going to the fourth floor and God put us there because those four guys that we talked to, the Holy Spirit showed up and paid them a visit. Mm, come on. He, he set us up. The Lord, we were supposed to do floor one, floor two, floor floor three, and they didn't want it. We couldn't do them. But God knows what he's doing. Come on. Because he sees the hunger and thirst after his righteousness. It says, you will be blessed are those who hunger and thirst after his righteousness now, and their tears will be tears of joy. Luke 6 20. Rose? That that's um one of one of the things I think that, that keeps our marriage going and things going in our life is that we have to hold on to God's word. Mm, come on. We have to know God's word for ourselves, not just Sunday when you go to church and, and the pastor preaches or you go to a Bible studies. You got to dig in the word yourself and know God's word for yourself. You have to have that personal relationship with him. Amen. And uh, through, through all the years uh, being under the same church, uh, the, under the Gamboas, um, we've always, he always even would tell us, read it for yourself. You know, the, the, whatever Bible scripture he reads from that pulpit, we look it up and we follow through with it. And I think a lot of people, they give up, you get bored. There's times when when I'm not happy with my husband. I'm not happy with what's going on in our life, but I love God. And you know, sometimes you little smack outside the head and say, Wake up. Come on. You know? It says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but the principalities of the air. And I have to remember that sometimes, you know. My husband may not, or I may not cook dinner right or whatever, for whatever reason. And you have these little obstacles, but it's not against each other. And it's just life things that happen. And, you know, we're just grateful that 
um, what God has done in our life before we dated two years before we got married. Um, and it was, a, it was a rough two years. It was a, a worldly two years as a couple. And what God pulled us out of, it was like, wow. I mean, it was, it's, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to know that back then you had no plan. You had no purpose in life. You just lived or you lived to get high or get high to live, you know? And um, with the Lord, he gives us a purpose, a hope. We have a hope in Christ now. And I, I love my husband. I, I love my family. And I'm, I'm so blessed with what God's doing. And I'm excited what else he's going to do. You know, I'm, I'm excited what else he's going to do. I'm speaking up for the men. Come on. Talk to us. <laughs> I'm sticking up for the men. You know, I want to say thank you, Jesus, because it's the Holy Spirit who's the super glue in the marriages. Oh, come on, come on. I stand for the marriages. I take the stand for the marriages in Christ Jesus. And it's that Holy Spirit that's found in John 14, verse 16 and 17. And verse 21 John 14, 21, it says that you keep burning, Holy Spirit. Mm. Huh? And a lot of times, because I had never went to school, I needed to depend on John 14, 26. Holy Spirit, you bring back, Lord, everything that we've been taught. That's what it says. Mm, come on. And if we believe God's word, he's going to keep doing it. And you're going to keep hungering and thirst, just like yourself, brother, just like yourself. This is awesome. The Lord had showed me about two years ago, but I didn't pay attention to it. I thanked him for it. Oh, Lord, that's a good vision. But it's taking place because people will say yes. And we all need to say yes because of the times and days that we live in. Time is benign now. But it's good time to serve the Lord. It's a good time because we're able. I love the way they say it in Spanish. It's a good time because we're able to do his voluntad, his will. But we need that Holy Spirit all the time, 24-7, 365 days out of the year. Mm, <laughs> I, I think we could go home now. We could just call it a day. <laughs> you know uh you uh you guys are uh you guys do ministry and uh you know i asked you you know what what got you here and um and um what i'm sensing what got you here is just through it all through the through the ups and the downs and, and the flesh and the feelings and the you know recognizing who the real enemy is um it was just you guys depending on the holy spirit depending on God, mm. persevering. And um, one of the things I wanted to actually, maybe we can go back to is, you know, being married, I've been married 12 years and um, my wife deserves a lifetime achievement award for that. But um, <laughs> talk to us, sister. I, I really want to get your point of view on this because you said something, uh, you said something that a lot of couples don't, uh, they don't, uh, What's the word that they, they don't understand that that's the problem is that we don't battle against flesh and blood. What kind of uh, 
what kind of advice or maybe an encouragement you can give to maybe a wife out there that isn't happy in their marriage, that isn't happy with how their husband is acting or the predicament they're in. And um, you said it, recognizing that we don't battle. Like, what could you what could you um, offer to them right now? Like to give them hope to fight another day to uh, to to make that 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 dinner with love when she really just wants to poison him. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, one thing I think I learned is that don't make hard steaks. Don't make hard steaks. When we first got married, I'll go real fast. I'll give it to you. When we first got married, I tried making steaks, and man, those suckers were so hard. Until this day, I don't make a good steak. So if he wants a steak, you know, thank God he knows how to cook. He has to cook it. <laughs> But you know, one thing I learned through the years is that um, I can't change anybody, okay. but I can change myself mm-hmm. because I, I, you don't know how many times I came to God complaining about him, about my husband, about how come he's not like this? How come he doesn't do this? How come he's not this? How come he's not that? And uh, I think a lot of times we respond to, to, uh, to reactions or to because we're complaining so much and if they do that little thing we respond and I think we start our arguments and uh, the Lord had showed me that I need to change that I need to start as, asking God what about me what do I need to change um, my attitude has to change the way I respond to him has to change because when I start changing, then he he's going to start responding differently. Mm. And then God, ha- he has no choice but to change. Because if I'm not reacting to him in the way he's used to, you know, used to me responding or vice versa, it's the, the Bible says it's like putting hot coals on their head. Amen. You know, but it was spiritually, it's like, I'm the one who has to change and things around me is going to change. I, I just respond different. I mean, I still have my little attitude. I still have days when I, I don't want to be his friend, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and we are, we're not perfect. This days when I'd slept on the sofa only because I snore. And I was getting <laughs> <Come on. laughs> You're like, who, who, where, is, is there a bear in your house? <laughs> but amen. No, uh, that, that's powerful. That's powerful. You know, and, it's a testament that it's 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 not like you've been married five years like you guys labored you know and God has been faithful to you guys in your in your marriage um how important it is for you guys um when it comes to your children like um how important it is for you guys to be an example to your families because you know you know a lot of us didn't grow up in two parent homes so is that always a motivation to to be excellent in your marriage is for your children as well? Um that's that is one. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you know what I found out about that? Is that we have to keep doing God's business. Mm-hmm. If we keep doing God's business, somebody's looking. Amen. Somebody's looking. It's not so much that we want to please people. We're not here to please people. We're here to please God, but they're always looking, and they're always coming at it, and they want to be around us all the time. 
they give us our space. Mm-hmm. But you know what I found out that really, what really works is for the children, for our children and anybody's children, is prayer. Amen. Woo! If we every time I give her, I give her a bunch of money and say, "Okay, here, go shopping." Oh, you're gonna go down I leave, or you're gonna go take Ari somewhere. Go on. You know what that is? I put off the Ram game. I put off anything and close the door and do what I have to do. It's not me, but it's his word that I have fallen in love with because I didn't know how to read it right. Uh-huh. And he showed me what it says to close the door and seek him who sees in secret. For he who watches in secret will reward you openly, Matthew mm. 6, 6 says. Come on. Huh? Amen. Yeah, that's the key for us changing because we want our wife and our children to change and for them to join the ministry and to serve God full-heartedly. Well, we took a long time. Was this up to us in our prayer? How much are we going to take? How long are we going to take? Are we going to just do it sometimes and all the time? But that's the success. Because he said in James 2.23, Abraham and Brother Limon and David and Rose Come on. offered a righteous sacrifice to God, a righteous prayer, and he called them friends. Huh? Come on. I want a friend like that. Que nunca me va dejar. He's never going to let me go as long as I keep holding on. As long as we keep doing his voluntad, that's what counts for our children is a lot of prayer. Because we need it ourselves, but we're getting it while we're doing it. So the prayer's for somebody else, really. Um, we, we spend a lot of family time together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love being around my kids, my grandkids. Uh, are we, I mean, cooking, you know, hey, come over, let's just have a taco or whatever. But you know, the Lord, the Lord's been good with relationships and we're, we're open. And even with our grandkids, um, we love our kids so much. We, uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, are empty nesters after 39 years. So we moved out on our own and it's a, it's a challenge for me because I'm used to having them around all the time. And, uh, you know, everybody's down their own and she's having withdrawal. I'm having, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, maybe that's another thing is you know you got uh, parents that have raised children, and so yeah. how how was the how 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 does it feel? How was the transition like? What can you tell you know parents like you know a lot of times you know you hear the saying oh we stood together for the kids, and then when the kids left we didn't even know each other or we had to get to know each other. What has helped you during the transition? What has helped you guys like you know to to not be in that position, like, oh, dang, there's no kids here, so now what do we do? Like, I don't, you know, like, uh, wh- you're saying she's going through withdrawals. So, you know, how has that <laughs> been, just being, you know, there with your hubby and that is just you? You know you know what I think couples should do, especially when you have smaller children? At least once, or I, I say every at least two, twice a, a month or more, have a date night. And take off by yourselves because 
before you had children and you were dating, you guys were all over each other and talking and laughing. And then your life changes when you you have your children and everything is is them, them, and then the grandkids come and and then you 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 tend to lose sight of who you were as a couple. Mm. And and even now it's like I, I used to see people like uh, when we would go out to eat and I would see people eating and not talking. And I would think, I don't ever want to be that couple, yeah. not having to, to say something to him. And um, I found myself like that, like not knowing what to say because everything was always about the kids. So now we, we just... You know what we do a lot? We dance. All right, all right, all right. Christians can well, dance? Well, 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 when we're making food, Brother, it's on. <laughs> we got the jazz, brother. It's on. But that's what we do. Uh -huh. One of our hobbies. You know? We dance in our kitchen and we just laugh and we... And have a good time. Food comes up. Oh, hey, hey, I'm going to... Can I tell you something, uh, David? Talk to me. I'm going to put Rose Langdon on the spot, all right? <laughs> Is it okay? Hey, man. <laughs> you, you're going to ask her to make you some... Make us. You ain't leaving me out, brother. <laughs> Us some taquitos. Okay. That's all I got okay. to say. Okay. say about that. <laughs> right? But you got to bring your dancing shoes. Oh, snaps. <laughs> I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring the, I'll bring the, uh, the shoes. Amen. The, the Sunday uh, devil stompers. <laughs> Amen. You know what? I, I, I really want to know, like, okay, so you guys, what, how old were you guys when you met? And um, who won who over? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 I was I was nineteen. I was nineteen, and I was twenty. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think he was twenty-four. Okay. Uh, and we met in Huntington Park the first time. We met in Huntington Park when they were doing cruising at Marlowe's Liquor Store. Oh. And uh, I was a designated driver uh, with some my sister and a couple friends. And uh, he came to the car and asked me if I wanted a, a beer and some beef jerky. <laughs> smooth, huh? Yeah. And uh, I kind of like, I didn't want to get out of the car. He goes, come on, get out of the car. And I said, well, no. I go, um, I'm a little tall. And uh, he says, well, that's okay. He said, get off the car. So I got off the car and uh, he says, wow. It's worth the climb. <laughs> He's a smooth cat. That's a smooth cat right there. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had some lines. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we just talked and hung out, and it, it didn't, uh, uh, I don't know. I didn't feel any attraction there at that time. It was like, it was like, oh, okay, whatever. Just Yeah, I just met somebody, and that was it. And uh, probably about a week or two later, um, I showed up at this house to pick up an invitation for a wedding. And I knock on the door. It was a friend of mine. And he says, hey, I left your invite my, at my mom's. You know, go get it. So I knock on the door. And Mario answers the door. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he says, what are you doing here? How did you know I lived here? Uh. <laughs> And I was looking for his brother, and I said, I'm looking for Ernest. I said, well, his brother we called him Buddha, and I said, he left an invite, and I don't know. It, then it was just like, 
our eyes it's kind of like wow we kind of met like wow you know <laughs> you you go you go make us play some jams now <laughs> he didn't have no beef jerky he was good <laughs> no he didn't have beef jerky but then you know I, I i got my invite we talked a little bit and i was like i was like the well, I was. I was 19, but I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't wait to go to the wedding to see him. Oh. And all night, he ignored me. <laughs> Until, oh, did you tell him that part? Who took, who took you from the devil? Yeah. I, well, I was dancing with, uh, I was dancing with somebody, and the song uh, messed up. And uh, it started up again, and we were walking back to our table, and all of a sudden, this hand just grabbed me and pulled me away from him, and it was Mario to dance. So we always say our, our song is Funky Town, because that was a song that was on. Amen, amen. <laughs> and after that, we went to a party that night, and he was a gentleman, and he asked if we can have a kiss. And I did one of those, like, from the 20s where their foot lifts up, and it was something about the kiss. Oh, she got a <laughs> uh, uh, oh, amen. So, take us. Um, take us. I don't know who wants to go first, but take us to that. Um, to that moment where you, you had that encounter with God and, and uh, the Lord. Uh, uh, you know, I always tell everybody I didn't give my life to Jesus. Uh, I didn't find God. He wasn't lost. I really felt like God just rescued me. Like He found me in this pit, and He just pulled me out of it. And I don't even know what happened. I just know that he just saved me. He forgave me. He uh, put a new song in my heart. Talk to us. Uh, I don't. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter who goes first. But you're that that moment when you knew, like, you know what? I'm going to serve the Lord. You know, um, the two years that him and I dated, that we weren't saved, um, we did a lot of in and out of jail and a lot of drugs and a lot of things that, you know, what people do when they're not saved. And uh, I got, when I got out of jail, um, my sister invited me to a Bible study. Um, everybody, they, I was in one of those settings where everybody knew that you weren't saved. So when they made the altar call, <laughs> I just, I just kind of raised my hand because everybody knew and, you know, that's her sister. She just got out of jail, you know, whatever. And, uh, but when I went to the, to the back, when the girl came to counsel me, God met me back there mm. because she, well, it wasn't her, it was the Holy Spirit. We built stuff that this girl didn't know certain things in my life. And, um, um, Mario and I had lost twin boys and, uh, before we had gotten married and, I always thought God was punishing me for things that I'd done. And and, um, and that was one of the comforts that she gave me, saying that uh, you had a lost and, and the Lord wants you to know that they're safe and they're with him. And I thought, wow. And she told me some other things where the Holy Spirit used yes. her and said things to me that, and all I knew then when that happened was that, I don't want to go back to doing what I was doing. I just didn't want to go back. There was something else. I, I uh, he, he'll start from here, but I, I wrote him a letter. But one of the letters was, 
going to break up with him because uh, I couldn't do this anymore. I mean, people came against our relationship, family members trying to, I mean, literally break us apart, beating up each other. I mean, it came to, you know, the two years of dating. It wasn't, uh, you know, a lot of things came against us. And I, I was tired. I had good jobs. I lost my jobs. And, and and I just was willing. And when I wrote to him, that was one of the things is I can't go on like this anymore. But I went to church. And then what did the letter say? Romans 10, 9. I was in the cell and. Like all inmates get happy to get visits and letters. And I got happy because I had got a letter that day and I was in a six man cell. And the other five guys were at the back of the toilet shooting dice. They didn't know what was going on in the front of the cell inside me with my letter. And the moment I said Romans 10, 9 for the first time in my life, I didn't ask to get saved, but I believe, like I just heard, that he found me. Mm. He found me. And the moment I said that, the Holy Spirit entered the cell, and I began to cry and laugh. I had already been to prison. I grew up in Central Juvenile Hall, graduating to Fred C. Malice Youth Authority. And then from there, I went to the county jail. And that's where I had an encounter. God had an encounter with me. Mm, come on. And after I went to court, the judge said, I don't know why I'm doing this. See, he didn't know that I just had an encounter with Jesus. He just says, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm kicking you out of the back door of the court. Nobody gets kicked out of the back door of the court. No one. You have to go through the procedures to go back and get released from the county jail. But he kicked me out of the back door of the court. And from then on, we didn't know where to go or what to do. We knew that we were saved, born again. And we were walking in front of the Good Shepherd Family Bible Church, asking ourselves, what do we do now? We're saved. We got Jesus. Where do we go? What do we do? We didn't know what to do. And they had choir night choir practice at the Good Shepherd Family Bible Church. Mm. And we went in and the usher said, come on in, have a seat. And they were doing choir practice. And we've been at that church as long as we've been saved. And as long as we've been saved, we've been at that church and we've been married all the same. And I can say we've been doing the, the jail services with God's grace all over us about the same wow. and that's what happened well he did miss something though is uh when he got out of jail um i told it's it's like when you receive the lord you become sin conscience you know Amen. and uh it was like hey we can't we can't live with each other you know we got to get married okay so i have this joke where i proposed to him you know and i told him we have to go <laughs> <laughs> and and we I did. Could see that. Okay. I could definitely see that. <laughs> yeah, and I just, <laughs> and uh, with next day we went and I told my sister I said, hey, I need to borrow a dress. I'm gonna go look for a job because our families didn't, you know, approve of our relationship. And we went to court, got married, and 
I lived with my mom, he lived with his mom until we found our first place. And then after that, we just, I mean, the Lord's just been good. And, and, and I think we did everything in the church there is to do. Yeah. You know, after we got married and got our first place, we were in the choir. Cleaning the church. Painting the church, cleaning the church. Uh, assistant head usher. They gave us the keys to the church. We used to do the jardin, the gardening in the church. Food ministry. The food ministry. We did the uh, uh, Fred Jordan. That was really good. Yeah, and God set us up again. He Nurse. sent Rose Limona. <laughs> nursery, yeah. Wow. Nursery. When, when our kids were little, um, they made him a president of the PTA. Oh, and wow. I used to say, I used to tell him how good God is from PCP to PTA. You Come know? on, preach. <laughs> that is hilarious. You know, and God is so good that he will do that. And um, I love, right? I tell people, God likes to use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise only because of one reason. It's because then when God puts us before thing, does things with us like that, we can't, we can't, we, we don't even, we don't even know what, like, what the heck's going on here? Like, for real? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that no man would boast. And I think that from PCP to the PTA, that's a new one. You should get a T-shirt yeah. <laughs> that says that. <laughs> Amen. So we talked We talked about, uh, you know, children, marriage. Um, we talked about your conversion. Man, dude, I, I, felt, I, I felt like at that moment when you said, you know, uh, you read that letter in jail, the Holy Spirit. You know, and this is the thing with people. As I tell people, like, I didn't have... You know, Rose, you had the altar call experience. Um, Mario, you know, you got saved through a letter in, in jail. And I tell people, you know, uh, I didn't have an altar call experience either. You know, I, I, I surrendered. Uh, I, the Lord rescued me in my room, all methed out. I tell people, you know, God will, God, God will meet you where you're at. And you know, mm. if, if He, yeah. you know, and and um, that's why I tell people, just keep praying for your loved ones. God's going to meet them. It doesn't have to be at a church service. It doesn't have to be in a Bible study. If God wants to do it, yes. he do it. And God has a way of, uh, I heard somebody say this one time, if you want to make God laugh, just go ahead and tell him your plans. You know, because yes. <laughs> the Lord loves to do way out things like make Mario the PTA president. You know, God likes to do stuff like that. But amen. <laughs> Take us to um, that moment. You know, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Uh, I remember, you know, and I apologize for saying this, but I remember when I met you guys, uh, what kind of reconnected with you guys at the um, at the funeral. I've always had a, a had a like um, a, a, a respect and appreciation for you, brother Mario, and and your wife, and uh, you know, and I remember talking to you, and we were talking about ministry, and and you were talking about how you know, like you you can't go this long and um, do what you do without being focused on God because ministry is brutal sometimes and ministry takes a toll. Yes. And, uh, mm. and uh, you were like, you know what? Uh, no one's ever told me, you know, I, I haven't had, I haven't got no accolades and no awards. And, you know, and the mentality for most people is, you know what? I need to get my payday. Where's my payday? Like, when am I going to mm. get appreciated for the stuff I do? And uh, I don't know if you said this or I'm making it up. I, I could be wrong, but you're like, God knows that I can't get that. Like there's the minute I don't know if you feel like you got your payday that that it's 
it wouldn't be good for you. And um, you you guys been doing this uh, jail ministry, and the scripture comes to mind in Matthew's twenty five thirty six. It says, I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. You know, um, a lot of people, the minute someone goes to jail, they just write them off. You know, put a little, maybe put money on their books. We'll see you when we see you. And uh, then there's some that God gives a burden to, that God gives a passion to. Talk to us a little bit about how you guys got that passion. You know, I know you guys, you know, you've been in jail, but some people do years in prison and then never go back when they get out. And then you got some people who've never spent a, I got a friend who's never spent a minute in jail and he's there every Sunday. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the prison ministry, the importance of it, the biblical mandate, and um, maybe share some stories and some things that maybe could encourage people. You know what? You don't have to be an ex-con to go back to the prisons because it's, it's sort of a, it's a mandate from the Lord. You know, uh, you got to excuse me. I'm having a moment. Come on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Something you said, brother, it bit me. But it bit me real good. I say when things bite you, I mean it in a good way. Amen. You said, John 3.30 that he increase and we decrease. Mm, come on. Another translation says that he becomes. Amen. Praise the Lord. That he becomes greater and greater and we become less and less. Amen. That's what he says. In another word, if we do it for him, he really did it in our life. Everybody knows about John three sixteen. We gotta pray for our loved ones. God has. I get along with the inmates, no matter what color or who they are, even the deputies. I get along with them real good. Tell me, that's not the Lord, brother. Ooh, come on, you you hanging out with a huh? CO? <laughs> what he said. <laughs> But he says he gives us favor. Mm, come on, come on. Proverbs 3, 4 says he gives us favor with himself and with man. Amen. Plus, we're giving them Jesus. And if we have, we, the more older we get, the more we learn to trust him more and more. Because he's really tune-finding. Tune I don't know if that's a word, but he's really... It's a uh, word now. It's a word now. Don't worry. Amen, brother. He's tune finding all of us. Amen. Amen. To do his voluntad because ya es el final. So we got to bring in this great help, bring in this great harvest any way we can. And you're doing a fine job too, brother. This is what God wants. Amen. To use all these electronics. For his honor and glory. Amen. This is what it's all about. Somebody said yes. 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 I'll say yes Lord. <laughs> oh, come on. You know for, for, for many years. Uh, I. Uh, I lived my life off of. Um, my husband's coattail. 
We'll talk about it. And uh, I was, I, well, I, I don't know if it's like, I was thinking, my mind is thinking, well, he was worse than me. So, you know, he needed more grace than me. Really? <laughs> you know, and, and, and thinking, you know, because when we got, I think he only completed sixth grade. And so when we got saved, um, all we knew was that we didn't go back to what we want, what we were. And every night we would read the Bible, not knowing what we read. I mean, we'd read it, close it, forgot what we read, but we prayed. Well, we did this every night. He'd get a scripture and he'd keep it one that whatever he was going through and he kept the scripture with him for weeks, sometimes months, and he'd rewrite it, read it, memorize it. And and I saw that as wow. I mean, I just saw what a change, you know, that that what the Lord had did for him. But for years, I lived off his his prayer, because knowing he's going to pray for me, uh, living out off his coattail because he's memorizing scripture and and he's out there. And uh, I I personally I would go with him. Um, I waited till my kids because we had our kids; they're all a year apart. You know, thirty nine, thirty eight, thirty seven. 35 or something like that <laughs> so they're all a year apart so it was harder for me to go to the jails with him and so he went about four years before I did and uh when I first got there I thought what am I gonna say there's a bunch of men and who am I and the Holy Spirit because you know we may read scriptures and not remember but when it comes to it and you need to share that word, the Holy Spirit says that he's going to bring it back to yes. remembrance. Amen. Amen. And the word that's planted inside Amen. of you, Amen. it's going to pop up. And Amen. all of a sudden, you know, you're standing there and the people we used to go with, oh, you have two minutes or you have three minutes. You know, it's like, you know what? You can say a lot in two minutes and three minutes. That word of God will go forth. It says Amen. it's going to, you know, the word of God is sharper than any two way It's short. It's, you know. Chopping your hair more. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I had to personally, I had to read myself. I had to pray myself. I had to stop living off of his coattail, thinking that I didn't have to anything to say. And um, the Lord is good because we came so many obstacles. Uh, I don't know if you remember there were a while back, um, we started off in Wayside. And uh, when we used to go back then, you didn't have to be uh, you didn't have to be like on a list. All you had to do was go, turn in your IDs, and they let you in. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we did. We did that for not being registered for almost 15, 20 years. Oh wow! And uh, so the one time there was a riot. I don't remember where the the blacks. It was the you know the blacks and the Mexicans and the whites. They were fighting and they had just burned a guy on the pole. So we we pull up to the jail to Wayside, and there's all these cops on horses and then yeah. uh, with guns on the you know walkway. And some of the people in the back you know the car with us are saying, "Oh, we can't go in. They're not gonna let us in." And it was like, "No, God's called us here." And sure enough, we got there, and the Lord, I mean, just the miracles that God does. He had both black, white, Mexican in the same service after this big riot. And, man, these guys just cried out to the Lord. And just, I mean, it was a blessing to see these men praying and and um, 
I mean, the things that God's done open doors, you know, uh, with the earthquake. Uh, I don't know if you remember, I think I remember what freeway it is that had collapsed. Um, so it was blocked, like going through the five freeway. Five, and um, so the enemy and another tried to put us a roadblock. Ah, no, we're not going to. We're going to keep on going. So we went around through the hills out of the 210 and went all the way up into the hills and bypassed all of that. It took us an extra hour, but we would go. Yeah. And uh, because God's called us, we've seen with God. I think even if we didn't um, been in the jail system ourselves, that we probably would go because God, God has so much for I don't know. It's just like he's a, he's amazing in, in uh, the lives that he touches, you know, so many things uh, of God. He, Mario not going to school and us learning, you know, us not going to school, Bible school. Um, four years ago, uh, one of the chaplains there at the jail, he uh, he's a president of the school. It's the Tumi Institute, uh, L.A. Okay. And uh, gave us a free scholarship. Ooh, come on. And for four years, we went to, to Bible school. And it was it was all new to me because digesting the word that way was different. You know, and it, it, was, a, it was a very great experience. And graduated. we graduated. Mario only went up to seventh grade, sixth grade. And to see him graduate with a cap and gown. Oh my gosh, that was part of the COVID thing, you know. Yeah, like, hey, mine is brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's God. That's Amen. God. No, definitely. That's God. Rose got an A. She was my tutor. Come on. Oh Lord, help me. <laughs> she, she's the teacher of the century, huh? Amen. <laughs> <clears throat> so you know, uh, doing the uh, the the jail ministry. Um, what are, what was some of the, um, I don't know if you could say challenges, but talk to us a little bit more, you know, like I interviewed somebody a year ago and, uh, he had never been to jail and he had this, uh, God just, he said, God just put something in me to go and, uh, just to labor and, and the jails. And, uh, what are some advice you could give to somebody or some encouragement? Because, you know, again, this the uh, I don't know if it's the stigma or whatever like you got you know because sometimes we're taught things that are not that are not biblical that are that are, that are not right you know uh, early in my walk with God I was taught it takes a gang member to reach a gang member it takes a drug addict to reach a drug addict and mm. I kept that in my mind for a long time and then one day I was like well I wasn't a gang member but I'm pretty good with gang bangers uh, I wasn't you know and, and like. God would begin to show me like, no, 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 no. Like I've called you to reach souls and, and I'm going to read, I'm going to use you to reach souls. Never mind where they come from. Never mind what they're into. I do the job. I do the work. You just show me. Amen. Amen. Talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the, uh, maybe some encouragement you can give to maybe someone out there that maybe wants to go into the jails or, uh, you know, they're desiring it and they're, the devil, it's just the devil lying to him. Maybe some encouragement you can give to them. You know, you know that that uh, uh, what God likes to do best 
He likes to show off. Yes, he does. For his people. He loves to show off. But it takes for us to show up in order for him to show off. <laughs> Come on. And uh, we go into the jails, but we always know inside of us that that's the deputy's job. That's where they work. That's their bread and butter for their home. So we're on their turf. Can I say that, turf? Yeah. We're on their turf. Come on. So we always have to remember that there's a lot of people over us. And that's what God loves, though. He loves humble. He don't want us to be dumb, but he loves humble. Amen. And he will do the rest. He will do the rest, just like he told you. He wants you to win souls. So we have to put our trust in him. So that he can go ahead on and we let two weeks ago we ran across a new deputy. She was a brand new lady. And she stopped us for about ten she held us for about 10, 15 minutes because we didn't have the right badges according to her agenda, but we really did. So we just have to put up with things and always know. That whatever he, whatever goes on, excuse me, whatever goes on, we just have to trust him so that you, we can go do what he told us to do. Mm. We had a, a, a deputy shut down, back in the days, shut down our service. So, guess what I did? I went and dropped a dollar. You know how they say drop a dime? <laughs> I would have told God. I told God, this man, he shouldn't have did that, Lord. He was just doing out of spitefulness. He didn't want our service to go. And you know, we seen that same deputy about two weeks later. And he looked at us and he put his head down. Mm. He got in trouble. We don't want him to get in trouble, but he did. Because if we trust the Lord to do what he did, and all we ended up doing was going to another building and having our service. So why he shut us down for the beginning, right? But I say that to say, just trust the Lord. Just trust him. Just trust him. Trust him all you can. And as you put one foot before the other, he will do the rest. That's our faith in action. Mm, come on. No, I otra. There's nothing else to do but to trust the Lord. What is it? Psalm 91? I think it's verse 2, the last part. It says, you're my God and I trust you. That's what it says. You're my God and I trust you. I trust you, Lord. Huh? Mm, come on. And verse 4, Psalm 91, he says that his whole, his, his whole armor they are our promises. Psalm 91.4. All of his armor, they are our promises so that we can trust him and do his voluntad, do his will. And to trust him, to trust him, but we need that, 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 his word that gives us faith and the prayer to back it up. Mm. But, I mean, it goes back to the, the same thing of, uh, not why, but what? What do you have me to do? 
And when the Lord puts something in your heart, in your spirit, like you said, there's people who've never been in that in the jail before, um, but yet that's where they're called. That that's you're following the call. That's the main thing is you're following the call. Yeah. You're following mm-hmm. what what God has for you. There's there's a lot of people who God has called them, and because of for whatever reasons they don't feel adequate, they don't feel that. You know, although that's not my ministry, but if God called you there, then that's what, that's where God wants you. And keep on, like you said, keep on pursuing it and keep on going. And God is going to be with you through everything. Brother, we were doing a, a, a service over in Wayside and we had just got through getting done, right? And we're on our way out. And on our way out, there's a tower with a lot of bob wire and double fences and all this. So we're just waiting there to, so that we can go through the gates and go to our cars. But when I had first, this is when we first started. When I had first, we were standing there. I said, oh, man, this service was good. That was so such a blessing. And then all of a sudden, I find myself standing there by myself in the sun all by myself. Mm. And I heard a small voice. And I'm glad he spoke to me and he says, this is my service. Mm. I, I heard it about three times. This is my service. And I just right there standing, tears came down because I learned that he will talk. This is his service. It's not about us. We can't do nothing Amen. without him. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Set those people free. Set those people free in the name of Jesus. Rose? Come on. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Amen. Um, anything else you guys want to add about the jail ministry? Yeah, for everybody that's, uh, that keep us in prayer. Because uh, we just started going back, uh, and uh, it's different now. They have different people in charge. We just went to a big, giant meeting with new people that are in charge of the, the county jail, and they're good people, but they have their own agenda, and just keep us in prayer. We ask for everybody's prayers, as long as God's glorified Let's go. Amen. I love you guys' story. You know, I I always tell everybody, you know, God loves the underdog, you know, and uh, not to call your wife a dog, but uh, (laughs) you guys were not, you guys weren't uh, a typical candidate for what you're doing, for who you are, for what you've accomplished, (laughs) you know. uh, And uh, one of the things that uh, I I can, I can kind of, um, me and you have a this, the only thing we probably have the, the same is when I became a Christian, I didn't know how to read either. And the Lord, you and the Lord, you know, through reading the word, I was able to uh, learn how to read a little bit. But even to this day, you know, I tell people like, like, uh, I, I'm i not the most I'm not a theological guy. You know, I'm not going to shoot Hebrew and Greek at you. You know, I'm going to keep it simple because I, I right. don't know how to not be but simple, you know, and uh what amazing uh, journey that you guys have been on, in which 
I know it's going to continue from, you know, the beef jerky and the beer, amen, to the to the, <laughs> to the funky town dance, uh, to having children, to God meeting you where you guys were, um, to God giving you a ministry that um, he knew that uh, he could tr- entrust you with. You know, one of the things I tell people is, you know, God gives us what he can entrust us with, what, what is mm. what we value, you know, and um. If you keep souls in in the in the in, in front of you and know that it's not you that you know sometimes I I tell people man I think I'm the greatest at what I do and then God says uh, without me you you're not you're not, you're not that good you know and so you know <laughs> if you look at my education it probably looks just like yours you know and um, but but like you said like God will literally just like blow you away on how where he puts you and who he puts you in front of. And, and like sister Rose was saying, like, even at that moment, like he get, like, sometimes I'll be talking and I'm sure you guys are same. And I'm like, where the heck did that come from? Like, I, I actually sounded yeah. kind of smart for a second, you know? And, you know, and people <laughs> like, wow, you're good, 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 good speech guy. I'm like, I don't even know what the heck that came from, but I know that, you know, I can do nothing without the Lord. And so, you know, we've been going for about an hour and, um, I'm sure you, we can go another hour. And um, um, I, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for sharing your life with me, sharing your journey. And it's not over. You know, uh, you know, you still have to raise the cats and the, the, the dogs and, the, you know, you got grandchildren and you, and you guys have created a, a legacy. And um, for parents that have children and grandchildren, what is one of the things that you can say that what's the greatest gift? that you could leave your children, your grandchildren? What are some of the things that, that you can, um, cause like people think this is what I want to leave my children and my grandchildren. And, uh, I'm going to probably answer it for you, but I think you guys leave in a legacy of longevity, of commitment, of, uh, of going through the goods, the bad and the ugly. Um, what do you feel like the greatest thing that you, you can honestly say if I die today, if, both of you guys walked outside and you died. What was the greatest gift and the lessons that you could have, uh, you leave your children? You know what I learned through Rose Lightning? Always keep making them kids smile. Mm. They love it. The little kids, all the grandkids you got, they love it when they smile. Mm-hmm. They love it when they see her. Just keep making them smile. Cause they sure love to smile. Amen. They smile a lot. You know, even even when my kids were little, I used to always tell them, um, and even with my grandkids, don't ever not be afraid to open up and um, talk to us. I mean, like, like some of the things I might not hear that I might hear, I might get angry, but I want you to know that I'm always here for you, and I. You can always talk to me. There's too many. Uh, there's too many families that they don't talk to each other, mm-hmm. and so many kids and people just hold in stuff, and it's not good. And uh, sometimes, you know, my granddaughter just called to say hi, Nana. I just called to say hi. I love you, and that that's a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I just want them to always remember that no matter what, they can always come to us and know that you know we were there to listen to them she gave them all keys to the house bro yeah they all have keys to the house <laughs> i don't know what that's about 
<laughs> He's like, I don't even got keys. How do you got keys? <laughs> Amen. So as, <laughs> as we come to a, a sort of a landing, I know earlier you guys talked about how you love to cook and you love to dance and you like to just have fun. And it seems like you guys have a genuine, um, like I tell people, like sometimes in a marriage, you get to a place where you like, you, you just, you say you love each other, but you don't really like each other. You're like, I don't want to be around you. I just want to do life with you. Let's pay bills. Let's raise babies. Let's go to church. And it seems like you guys really just genuine, genuinely, if that's a word, love each other and 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 like to have fun. Talk to Thank us you. a little bit about some hidden. Um, what are some like hobbies you guys like? Some hidden talents. Uh, something maybe nobody knows about you guys. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Sister Rose. That's in- <laughs> Well, the, the real quick story when, when uh, this is just something different, but when uh, we were uh, in the Bible school, you know, we had to do our homework. I said, man, I told my pastor, I said, pastor, I said, for what, for a minute there, I thought Mario was having an affair. <laughs> and he's like, like kind of, you know, you know, of course, his shock looked on him. I said, because every time I turned around, he's talking to the Siri chick. Was <laughs> who? To Siri or Alexa, because he needed to learn how to spell something. He would ask her, Siri or Alexa, can you help me spell this? And then she won't even give me no digits. <laughs> She's the only one that, that will, listens to me. Yeah, that, that, that just kind of came up. Um, hobbies? You know? The antique fair. Oh, yeah, we like antique shopping. Okay. We like antique shopping. We like. Uh, uh, Good food. Yeah, good food. We like listening to to jams and uh, um, dancing, and I don't know. Our first priority is Christian music, right? Mm. But we got some jams, but let me tell you, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tell people like sometimes me and the wifey will go on a date. We're not listening to Hill Song, you know. Like I'm not listening yeah. to to uh, Juanita Byman while I'm trying to like you know talk to my wife. I'm listening to some. Yeah, I got some, you know, I got some Casey and JoJo going down. You know what I mean? <laughs> but amen, amen. What an amazing time in the Lord. Uh, God is good. God is faithful. Your story is definitely um, a story. Both of you. It's crazy how, you know, it's just uh, it's been God all from the beginning. You know, and uh, so as we close. Um, any final words, any final thoughts? Maybe you want to talk to moms. Mom, Rose wants to talk to wives. Mario, to marriages, to, I mean, final words, final messages before we uh, we head out. Um, you know, in, um, in Ecclesiastics 3, 1 through 8, it, it talks about how uh, for everything there's a season. Mm, come on. A time, uh, it says... Uh, and one, it says, for everything there's a season, and at a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck, a time to uh, to be planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down. It's like there's a time for everything. And uh, if we realize that in our life, that God God's already have, has put everything in the Bible for us, to to the longevity and relationships, the longevity and serving the Lord, and know again that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but it's, it's already telling us it says it's a time to seek a time to lose a time to keep a time to cast away a time to tear a time to sow a time to keep silent <coughs> mario uh-uh. there's a time to see <laughs> you know there's a time to hey, see right. a time to love a time to hate a time to war a time for peace so there's a time for everything there's a time for you know yeah you may not be happy with your spouse one day but you know what? You married your friend. As long as you remember that, you know, first of all, he's my husband is my friend. And um, uh, I love him very much. And as long as we remember to stay in God's word and don't think that we can change, you know, we can't change people. Mm-hmm. You know, the word of God does, the Holy Spirit does, and our reactions and the way I believe the way we are to people you you win people like that and you win people by your life mm. because people are watching you people are watching you we still go to family functions and people are still looking at like oh what are they drinking because we're laughing and we're having a good time with people who are partying and you know their family members and they're like you guys are still together <laughs> you know and it's a god thing yeah, it's amen, a god amen. thing all the way all the way because she has 10 on her side and I have 10 on my side. So we're always getting invited. But we have a good time when we go, Amen. you know. And and usually a lot a lot of those people will come in and ask us. There's people that will ask us for prayer mm-hmm. and then start talking about Jesus, you know. So it turns out pretty good. But, you know, the best advice, brother, we can, we can share with married men, married couples, Viva married couples. That's what I have to say. Viva married couples in Cristo Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the best thing to do, it's it takes time. Because I remember I used to have to fight for time to pray. And I see any opportunity, I'm taking it. I say this in Jesus' name, not out of myself, but I've learned and what I want to do. These are things that I love to do, is get into prayer. Because it's not about me. My wife needs prayer. And I need prayer to love her the way God wants me to love her. Mm, come on. It says, and, and Ephesians, the fifth chapter, he tells us that Christ, that we are to love our wives like Christ loves the church. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. But if he said it, that's what counts. He's my God and I trust him. That's what we need to do. Always pray for our, our, our partners. Always pray that we treat them with, with respect and honor them and have a good dance and have a good laugh. Amen. 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 What a good time in the Lord. Uh, I love one of the things that you said towards the end, you know, um, uh, I heard a pastor tell me one time, he said, or he told me, he said, Dave, never let no one take your voice away. Never let the enemy, never let situations and trials. He goes, he goes, uh, longevity will, uh, is, is rare with people. So, you know, like you're saying, you're, you're at the birthday parties, the quinceaneras, the family functions. And because you have trusted in the Lord, because God has been faithful in your life, you know, because I tell people, like, if we, when we endure, 
um, and we continue to year in and year out and year in and year out to serve the Lord, you know, we, uh, we, we build trust with people. And so mm. you're there at the birthday parties and they know that, they, man, you're solid and your wife's solid. And so I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your, uh, what do you call it? You, hey, you can't be doing that. I'm right here recording girl. Come on, man. She's trying to, Hey, they're crazy too. The, the couple on top, they're crazy too. And they got colored eyes like you, so y'all could just hang out. So that's kind of cool. But uh, they said free uh, taquitos at their house. Yes. Yes. Let us know when. Let yes. us know when. Yes. Oh, bro. So just make room. Yeah. But anyways, I appreciate you guys taking the time to share your life with me, your journey, and um, amen. Till next time. Uh, um, yeah. Thank you. God bless you guys. God bless, God bless you. you. God bless you. We love you. God bless you. Love you too. Too.